Does your child need a reader for college? Do you realize that using a reader accommodation at college is not likely going to be the same as using the reader accommodation in high school? There's a good chance because of the IDEA and ADA laws that the reading accommodation is going to come across differently once you get to college. And so I want to talk today about that reading accommodation in college and what you can expect and how there's a really good chance that it could very well be different from reading in high school. So welcome to College Disabilities and Success, episode 95, How Reading Accommodations Differ at College, with Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physician, or legal services for additional information. If your child has been diagnosed with dyslexia or a learning disability in reading, there's a good chance the college is going to want some sort of current evaluation or current documentation to verify that diagnosis. Part of what the disability specialist will do is read through that documentation and look at the data to see the extent and impact of the dyslexia on your child's work and ability to read. When the disability specialist looks at the documentation, they're going to look for reading scores in particular. The young adult's level of word recognition and reading comprehension, they're going to look at the vocabulary development, the fluency of the reading. There are a lot of subcategories that the report data will likely include to show evidence of that dyslexia. And once that individual has been determined to qualify for a reading accommodation, those accommodations will be made through disability services. Now, the accommodations that they make at disability services will probably be some sort of a software that reads the test to the student. In some cases, they may have a person doing the reading to the student, but those are probably going to be few and far between. So the first thing that you want to look at when you're talking about reading accommodations going from high school to college is exactly what kind of reading accommodations is your child getting at high school. Many, many times students in the K-12 system are identified with a dyslexia at a very early age, and that followed the child along through the K-12 system. There's a very good chance that it wasn't updated ever or very, very early few times throughout your child's education. So that brings up the question of just exactly how was your child being accommodated for reading in the K-12 system? Did your child have somebody read the text to them? It's been my experience that many times in the K-12 system, the kind of reading accommodation that children have had often involves a person reading and then clarifying what they read, restating it in their own words, possibly defining terms, rereading the text for clarity, defining concepts, defining vocabulary. It could even come down to stressing a word or two just to ensure the student is getting the meaning of the question. That's a hint. That may not be intentional, but it could make a difference in the child's performance. That's often part of the reading accommodation in the K-12 system. And so you need to ask yourself, is that the kind of reading accommodation your child is having in the K-12 system? Because if that is the case, when they get to college, 
that kind of reading accommodation is not going to happen at college. And so your child could hit a wall when the reading accommodation doesn't turn out to be the same thing. Sometimes K-12 readers have actually reworded test questions so that the student with the disability could understand what the teacher was asking. I remember when I taught high school, I ran into problems with a couple of the high school teachers who did not want me to use readers for my students with dyslexia for that very reason, because they had written the questions exactly as they wanted them to appear, and a reader was likely to change the words in the question to better clarify the meaning and possibly give hints to the meaning, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it really doesn't matter, but possibly give hints to the answer by the way they rephrased the question. And so I had a lot of trouble convincing those teachers that the reader that they had was just strictly going to read the question and nothing else. So in college, there's a good chance if your child has dyslexia, they're going to get some sort of a screen reader as an accommodation, possibly a Kurzweil system or a read-write gold system, something where it's strictly a text reader without any additional insights or interpretation of content. Now, there may be other times when your child needs a reader, and it's not due to dyslexia. Sometimes students that are ADHD or on the autism spectrum or have some sort of a a mental health diagnosis might also need a reader. In this case, they can read perfectly well, but is their disability, is their medication for their disability possibly causing an inability to process the information that they're reading? Is there a pain level that the individual is dealing with that really disturbs that processing and that reading comprehension? Might they need a reader for that reason? Well, these kinds of situations are also possible, but they're all going to be determined. Everything is going to be determined on an individual basis, and it all is determined by the documentation that Disability Services has at the college to justify the reading accommodation. If there's no documentation to support the need, then the person is not going to be able to use a reading accommodation. Accommodations in high school are always given for success, and high schools are allowed to modify the accommodations and the material that's being handled with that accommodation. But colleges are not by law permitted to modify the curriculum. ADA law says that you cannot fundamentally alter the intent of the course. So the accommodations that are given for reading in college are going to be strictly a reader who reads the words only. Whether they're reading in person or they're reading electronically, the the accommodation is strictly for that individual to hear the text so that the dyslexia, the visual confusion that a person with dyslexia has, does not impact the person's ability to read the material. So if you are a parent of somebody who has dyslexia in the high school and you know that they're getting a reading accommodation, you might want to get some specific information about exactly how that reading accommodation is being given. Is it strictly reading or is there a lot of discussion and interpretation and rephrasing 
of the text by the reader. Because if your child is experiencing this in the high school, they're really going to struggle when they get to college. If your child has not been tested for a reading disability in a long time, you might want to consider getting them tested before they leave the high school. If that's the case, the school's district should be able to take care of that expense. But if you decide to take the expense on your own shoulders, then you may want to talk to the disability services at the colleges because the disability professionals there often have contacts of people who do disability testing for a reduced rate. It isn't going to guarantee that your child's going to get the diagnosis you want, but at least you could be in a situation where you can get a thorough evaluation for a few hundred dollars as opposed to several thousand dollars. So talk to Disability Services and see if they can help you and recommend somebody. Also, when you get a chance, check out the GED episode that I did in this podcast. That is episode 67, Dyslexia Testing for College and GED Documentation because they have resources for the 50 United States where an individual can get tested within the state, and that may help you out. Low-cost testing. And low-cost testing is usually a couple hundred dollars. It may be on a sliding scale based on the person's ability to pay, but there are resources out there so that everyone should be able to get some sort of testing if they need it. If you want to know more about dyslexia, I have several episodes that deal with dyslexia. Episode 38 is the complexity of dyslexia, where I go into quite a bit of detail about it and how it's diagnosed and how it works. In episode 27, I explain a learning disability evaluation and what you should know and expect about that. In episode 22, Jimmy talks about his own learning disability diagnosis. And in episode 15, I have defined sorting out SLD, LD, dyslexia, and ADHD. Those are four terms that get mixed up all the time. So if you use them interchangeably, they are all different. And so I help you to understand those differences in episode 15. So there's a lot of resources in this podcast that deal strictly with dyslexia, if you want that information as well. If you have any questions about today's topic, feel free to email me at mickeyteaches at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-K-I-E, teaches at gmail.com or go to my website, mickeyteaches.com, where I have some resources about reading and how to teach your child to read a college textbook. I didn't go into that today, but there's a four-step process, SQ4R system, for reading a book in college, and it involves four steps. Survey the material, Q, ask questions, R for read, recite, and review, and reflect. And that whole system for reading a college textbook is explained thoroughly in episode 11. So it's another resource that will help if your child has barriers to reading. That same information is on my Mickey Teaches blog on the website, so you can read it there as well. The best way to help your child get ready for college is to make sure they understand the college expectations and how those accommodations for reading in particular, in this case, could very well differ from what they're getting in high school. So think about it, talk to your kids, figure out a way that you can help them get ready for college accommodations. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Take care, and have a great rest of the day. Bye.
Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, education, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.